Hi guys, welcome to the Spoken Podcast. My name's Gareth and I am here today with Ruby Gannis. Uh, we'll be talking about Ruby's background, what she's currently doing and plans for the future. Um, and then discussing a couple of topics as well. So, Rubes, how are you? Hey, how are you? You? How is everyone? Good. We're all fantastic, That's I hope. Um, but yeah. All right, sweet. Rubes, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background. So pretty much ever since I sort of came out of school, I've always sort of been in like the beauty industry to some degree. So um, when I first came out, I started doing makeup first and then I hated that because I didn't want to work with brides and things like that. So then I thought I was going to be a nail tech. I went and did that and then didn't particularly enjoy that one either. <laughs> Again, then went over to beauty therapy, did that for a couple of years. And then it was just, I've been working at Dracula's for like years and years now. So it was an ex-boyfriend. He was sort of like, why don't you go into barbering? You're really good at like talking to people and stuff like that. So naturally just sort of fed over into barbering. And that's how I met this guy over here. I know. So a bit of, <laughs> a, bit of a background on how I know Rubes as well, which is funny. So our mutual friend, Kat. AKA Peter Cullen, um, who edits all of our videos, um, will more than likely edit this podcast as well to a high standard, I hope. Um, and he can do our blooper reel. Um, but yeah, basically that's, that's our kind of background was, um, Pete was trying to actually get me a job into Dracula's. Um, so yeah, he was saying like, oh, there's loads of cool people there and stuff like that. Hence Ruby. Again, Pete's not the best judge of character. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was, um, that's kind of how we got to know each other. So basically we started the Barber Academy five years ago, I think it was now. So Rubes has been one of our first followers on Instagram. I don't know if you know that or not, but it <laughs> was no. basically, yeah, Ruby kind of followed us from the start because yeah. I think Pete, AKA Cat, had actually um, shared some stuff on Instagram. Um, so yeah, I think that's where it kind of came from and yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a long, long process, wasn't it? Yeah, to get... it was. I was very nervous. I remember messaging you on Instagram <laughs> yeah. being like, I don't understand how any of this works. Cause I had a barbershop be like, Oh, do you want to be, um, like the apprentice or whatever you want to call it in the shop? But it was six, like six days a week and I was getting paid like $18 an hour and you do it for like four years. And I was like oh. messaging you being like, do I do this or do I come to school and like st study it there? And you're like, come to school, it's gonna be so much more easier. And then I remember it was probably like another, cause COVID happened, like big COVID thing happened. Yeah. And then it was after that, that it was around August last year, I think that I messaged you guys again. I'm like, let's go, I've got yeah, money. I'm doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's get this done. So I know yeah. it was, um, it was pretty fun times obviously with the COVID and stuff like that. Yeah. It actually, it, it worked in our favor, kind of, if that makes any sense, because obviously barbering and hairdressing stayed open. Yeah, definitely. It was kind of like the amount of people who were going, well, if you guys were open, that's kind of where I want to be. Being, I'll yeah. let them guarantee the job if there's a pandemic and stuff like that. So, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, it was pretty funny. I remember... Um, some of the kind of DMs that were coming through at like three o'clock in the morning after you finish Drax yeah, and it's yeah. like, I'm done with this. I'm going to move. I'm going to do yeah. this. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no, definitely COVID. So it's sort of as much as a bad thing. It was sort of a good thing where it came in my life because it, yeah, it allowed this opportunity to sort of come through and hundred percent from that many other opportunities have obviously arise. So no, yeah, that's awesome. It worked out well. <laughs> it literally has worked out well. It's been unreal. I mean, to give you a, a background on, Rubes as well with us. I mean, um, Ruby qualified a fair few months ago now. Yeah, um, should have been before that. 
um, <laughs> but somebody doesn't like theory. Um, so yeah, Ruby's kind of um, been with us from where we were at Mermaid Beach, which we had very few students. Yes, a um, very little room. Yes, a very, very little room. So um, I remember there was roughly around six barber chairs, I think there was in there, and it was jam-packed. Yeah, yeah absolutely jam-packed and now we've moved to our new space which has 27 i think 27 or 28 barber chairs um so yeah ruby's kind of been there through the whole process um of what we've done as a school as well and also then transitioned into a trainer with us so um our two salon assistant program which we've kind of um done towards barbering ruby taught that class for us this year um and yeah, it's been amazing. What probably one of the toughest groups we've yeah, ever had. Yeah, I was gonna say that was an interesting. That's always gonna go down as one of the most inter- interesting I jobs know. I think I've ever had. It's like you don't even realize like how many things go into teaching. Like I now have a whole new respect for teachers <laughs> after it. Hey, I'm like that's crazy. Especially like because I was dealing with teenagers. That's just a whole other bag of goodies. That one. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you're twelve students who basically had to complete a Sir two course yeah. to kind of have that future as well. So. Um, yeah, I mean, that we started off with a big group as well, and yeah. all of them, bar one, I believe, who's just handed in his last assessment, has finished. Yeah, so, yeah. I know, I say it to Ruby every time I see her, <laughs> literally, like, how are you going, yeah. literally, um, because it is the probably the most difficult class that we normally teach her, but yeah, it's just a credit to Ruby to kind of get through that, as well as honing her barber skills um, in the shop as well, which we'll probably talk a little bit more about um further on but yeah kind of i suppose one thing which i want to know is like why barbering i think it was a mixture of things because obviously i've been in the whole industry of things and like all the things i had studied were very female orientated you know what i mean mainly i've always got female clients coming in and i actually get along a lot better with males than when i do females naturally because i was raised by my dad and i've always been like a massive tomboy so it was just more of a niche for me to go down that was and being tattooed as well i was like what there's not many jobs i can really do that are like too prim and proper so i'm I'm gonna have to be in the creative lane of things so it was more those things like i just wanted to i'm always been like one of the girls that can just sit there and chill with the guys have a good conversation and yeah yeah that's cool yeah talking about your tattoos (laughs) my collection i know let's go into that a little bit more as well yeah kind of i mean I'm, it's very rich coming from me as to why people get tattooed, as you can see. Um, this is my fun <laughs> leg and this is my serious tattoos. leg. <laughs> I know. So we've kind of got one matching tattoo. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, going to like probably what was your first tattoo? Um, yeah. And yeah, what was, I suppose, the kind of reasoning reason behind it? Well, yeah. I've always sort of dated guys that have been creative and they've always had like tattoos and I've always been sort of fascinated by it even I remember when I was like 10 being like dad I want to go get tattooed and dad's like wait until you're 18 bud like geez you're ahead of yourself but um it was just yeah it was funny how I got into it I've always dated guys that are tattooed and then it just so happened because I was modeling full-time when I was in my early 20s sort of thing um tattoo artists would literally just message me be like I'll tattoo you for free if you share stuff on social media so that's what I started doing. I went to Fresh Ink, which is one of the biggest tattoo shops that we have on the Gold Coast. And yep. the owner, Josh, was like, I'll start tattooing you if you want to take photos in our clothes and stuff. So that's literally how it I'm sort really- of rolled off. And what was my... Actually, my first tattoo was the 94. Because I was like, now nah, I'm going to get my birth year done. I don't know if anyone can see that. <laughs> but then the second one was the cherub that I've got. And then 
yeah, just sort of all went, went from, from there, there, just in bits and pieces, and then collected them all. So, 100%. Yeah. So, fun, I mean, bit of a fun fact about Fresh Ink. Josh won't know this, but I went, <laughs> I went to school with Josh. Oh, did you? Um, there you go. Yeah, so we were in the same high school together. I think when I moved over from Wales, he actually left. Yeah, right, right, right. So it was kind of like a, yeah, a bit of a switch. Small, small world. <laughs> yeah, very too, small yeah. world. But I actually got um, my first portrait done at Fresh Ink, believe it or not. Oh, uh, did you? Um, so yeah, my Frank Sinatra portrait, I got done by Dimmy K there. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, oh, that's so yeah, funny. Uh, it's a bit of a small world, but yeah, they're amazing. And Josh is doing so well with that yeah, shop as is, well. Yeah. So, and fighting as well. So and they've yeah. just opened. I'm pretty sure they just bought a new shop. No, they're either moving or they're doing two shops. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure what they're doing, but I saw that they got that second location. Unreal. I love it. Yeah. Entrepreneurs, all of you. Best tattoo, worst tattoo. <laughs> and I'll do the same, right? That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. That's I won't fair be enough. nasty. Okay. I can't not knock okay my portraits it's either either take your pick they're both pretty freaking good like i can't really what yeah, would you say between those two they're done by both josh they're yeah both i know pretty... it's a see <laughs> it's a tricky one because i know kind of the meanings behind both of yeah. them as well so yeah. it's like that's a bit difficult for me to say and also you because it's the same as my portraits kind of thing so and yeah, then, no, it's a tricky one. Yeah, you tricky can have one. two. You can have two well, favourites. Yeah, That's right. Fine. Well, just to go, I don't know if anyone can see, but my top one's Kurt Cobain, and then my bottom one is Mac Miller, and they're both like one of my favourite artists, and they both passed away. Um, so I both got those done, but my probably I don't really have like actually no, I'm gonna say this one under here. I've got a <laughs> killer bee, but like it's meant to be a Wu Tang killer bee, and the tattooist forgot one of the bee's legs, so it's got three on one side and two on the other. That is amazing. Yeah, that is actually so, amazing. I don't know how he forgot a leg, but I'm missing a leg on one of my bees. It must have been on the picture, obviously. It can't have been a tattoo. I don't... Well, he was very hungover when he did it. So, mm. to me, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did no. he? Yeah. Did he, actually? <laughs> yeah. What about you? What's your best and worst? Uh, it's a difficult one for me. I've got... I mean... I've got plenty of worse ones, as you can tell. No. A lot of okay, my Simpson got, ones are worse. He's got, like, worse. a leg of Simpsons tattoos, and I think it's the best thing ever, because yeah. I collect Simpsons stuff, and, like, I'm obsessed with it. But I don't know. Maybe... Um, oh, I don't know. The three-eyed fish, I kind of regret off the Simpsons. The only reason why, yeah, I know. Maybe it's the way it's done that I regret yeah, it. Right. Maybe that's why. Um, yeah, those those are good times. Um, but yeah, my favorite one, I don't know. I've Like, my portraits are definitely my favorite as yeah. the meaning and stuff like that. But I mean, I've got Kurt Cobain yeah. as well. I have a matcha one, two-pack, obviously. Um, and then also Frank Sinatra as well, which is a very weird combo. Wait, but why, I was to say, why did you get Frank Sinatra? So Frank Sinatra, my grandfather, oh, okay, that was right, literally right. his kind of yeah. background. Yeah. Kurt Cobain was, so mum actually bought me the Nirvana album. That's the first album I ever remember having, which is crazy because thinking about the house <laughs> I was in when she bought that, I was very young. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what mum's like. Yeah. Um, so yeah, mum loved Nirvana as well, which is really weird because if you met my mum, you wouldn't think That's she was a I'm Nirvana to, fan. Yeah, I'm trying to picture your mum like, um, jamming out to Nirvana now. Like, and yeah, Tupac, <laughs> um, basically, like it's it's a funny one. My sister and also my stepbrother, Rob, um, literally, like, I remember, she's from literally way back to what I can remember, listening <laughs> to like Tupac yeah. with my brother. Yeah. So he used to have this, um, so it, this is weird, but back in Wales, like, a VW is a very, very, very nice car, right? Yeah. So he's going to kill me for this. Well, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> he's going to be like, I can't believe you're telling this story. But he used to have this VW Polo, which 
is a tiny car out here. Yeah. But it had a sunroof in it the whole size of the car, basically. Yeah, like a moonroof sort of thing. Ridiculously yeah, yeah, yeah. big. Um, it had the world's loudest exhaust on it. And also was like slammed massive wheels on it and everything like that. But he used to work in a petrol station, which servo over here. Yeah. And literally, it must have been, I would love to know the facts on this, but it must have been every single day he would buy one of those vanilla trees. Like oh, the yeah, like smellies. the smelly thing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. And he would just chuck it in his car. So whenever I went in there, the sunroof would be open and you would smell the vanilla, <laughs> vanilla. outside of the car. <laughs> So that's literally, when people say like, oh, what's your memories of back home? I'm like, the VW Polo with <laughs> like two pack of peaches and cream being played. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the massive smell of vanilla. Hence why we both love like smellies, candles and stuff like that are in here. And it's got to be vanilla. Like my so car literally quiet. still has vanilla trees. So picturing like two chabs getting out. Literally. Like, that like, yeah. <laughs> Smelling like it vanilla. It was great. And uh, <laughs> this is the best part as well, which Rob will be very happy about. Um, his seat, literally, it's not the biggest of car, but his seat used to be the full way back. And then it would be leaned back. Like <laughs> yeah. So he'd be driving like that. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we still think we're gangsters, but it literally is like Ali G, and he used to play the music so loud. It was great. I used to think I was so cool. He'd like drop me off to school and stuff <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. I was like, this is Everyone's amazing. Like, Whose car's yeah, that? Yeah, no, who's this guy? But yeah, don't ever change, Rob. He's still got a VW Polo, but it's oh, does he? It's it's like top of the range, yeah. really nice though. This one's like $120,000. Yeah, no, and it, it doesn't have. Um, vanilla smell in it i don't he's think moved on from the vanilla yeah i know he's got kids now so it's not really vanilla smell but <laughs> yes good times good thanks times. rob thanks for those memories um all right sweet so let's go into i didn't want to chat too much about barbering but i suppose seeing as i own a barber school and you're a barber and you went through the barber school i suppose we're going to talk about it as well yeah. um i suppose like what what's your thoughts on barbering at the moment like since you kind of not so much started but probably your journey before you even started barbering what was your thoughts on the actual kind of industry yeah. and then what do you think of it now has it changed at all or whatnot well when i before i was like actually qualified and learned what i was doing it always seemed like a super intimidating um field to sort of go into i'm not gonna lie but that's because you're battling with people who do have big personalities and like have that you know finesse about them and stuff like that but sort of coming into the industry now it's not as scary i don't know like i think because i have the certain look and the attitude about me it's sort of that's helped me a lot sort of thing being confident and you being, can cut as yeah. well which helps well, yeah yeah i can cut now too <laughs> yeah. um but yeah I, I think it's not as intimidating now obviously not to go into like the whole females and barbering is a little bit more difficult for females in barbering but it's all about how you own your, your space essentially at the end of the day so yeah it's i mean it's changing loads i don't know if you've feel the same but I mean when we first started the college I couldn't imagine how many female barbers we would have had oh, it's ridiculous. there's like more female barbers yeah. than male barbers coming through this place yeah. and it's the coolest thing to actually 100%. see to be honest yeah it's awesome and yeah. I mean obviously Zoe who by the time we released this podcast should have finished <laughs> yeah. um, but should have finished a while ago again you two working together which is amazing yeah. for us to see as a college it's 
it's so cool being in the same shop like you're yeah. pumping it out and just like it, yeah it looks me awesome me and her have definitely been given a really good opportunity there too because it just so happened that because of the COVID thing they had a massive turnover of barbers and they needed someone to come in and run the shop essentially so I ended up going in and then we hired Zoe so yeah. it's been really cool just to have a shop with just girls working too like just two 100%. tattooed barbers yeah. and we get along with everyone really well like <laughs> it's awesome yeah yeah it's um, it is unreal to see like obviously I know the shop smashes the social media and yeah, seeing yeah. you both on it and stuff like that. It's so cool to see. Like there is a bit of pride on the But yeah, I mean it, it's it's awesome to to see you guys really doing well and enjoying it. Yeah. Because that's the major thing. It's like we don't want people to because we do sell the dream. Barbering is amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. But like what we'll go on to now, it's one thing which I think we're trying to kind of change, and I don't like saying the industry because I don't like putting an us umbrella in a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I think it needs to be that individual. Like, how is that individual doing? Um, and yeah, that that's the thing. I mean, we've started teaching mental health in our courses and stuff like that, and actually doing mental health first aid um, purely because I mean. You could probably write a book about how much people have told you when yeah, you're actually cutting yeah. their hair. Yeah, it's smart that you're actually adding that. Like, we are therapists to a degree. Yeah, Some 100%. of the things that I've been told, you, like, you'll get cussed by 9am just hit you with the most heaviest thing that's yep. going on in their life. And you're like, you. it's also a part you need to learn how to, like, because that almost puts a dampen on your day. Not that it's their fault, you know what I mean? But sometimes it's a bit like, whoa, and then you're a bit funny all day sort of thing. So it's good to teach that little section of things because people obviously take emotions from other people in different ways. But, yeah, that's, that's definitely interesting. You meet some... Yeah, interesting no. people and hear some interesting things, Barbara. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely do. Yep, definitely yeah, definitely therapists. <laughs> I mean, it, it's quite funny, like my background as to how I got into barbering was kind of the other way around. I started cutting hair or cutting my mate's hair because obviously mum was in hospital yeah. and I was trying to take my mind off mum being in hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was actually reaching out to people but not saying like, I need help kind of going like I'll just cut your hair and we'll just have a chat, chat. Yeah. Um, and then kind of get away with it and then it was quite funny because obviously Arthur as you know who's our um, BDM or marketing social media whatever his business title <laughs> whatever is whatever he does I know he has, about, he has a list <laughs> yeah. of it like that so I, could, I couldn't narrow it down but yeah I mean I used to cut his hair weekly in the shop yeah. um, and it was just like looking back now I'm, I'm like geez we used to tell each other so much and like Arthur is one of my best mates now which you'll probably cry watching this back yeah. um but yeah it's like just going through what we went through at the time and it's crazy thinking about what we used to talk about and what he was actually going through what I was going through but it was like we didn't think about that because yeah. I was just cutting his hair yeah um but then yeah like you said it's like somebody could come in at nine o'clock bang put this on you and then you feel I mean, really weird all day 100%. from it and then you're like 100 <laughs> yeah. and it's like Say you're doing a 12-hour day, which normally happens in Barbaran, yeah. yeah. So it's like you do a 12-hour day, there could be another 15 clients who do exactly, exactly the same thing. thing. Then you've got to take that home. So, yeah, it, it's it's something which I think needs to change. And again, that talks about the minimum wage and whatnot as to what barbers are on, the cost of cuts and whatnot. Like, it's the cheapest yeah. therapist well, I've ever met in my life. Yeah, definitely. So. That's the other thing with barbering, like, not going into going to a different subject almost, but like the whole, we're lucky that we get paid wage. 
100 percent. A lot of people only get paid commission off what they yeah, cut. So absolutely, that's another thing that means that we've been very fortunate in the shop that we're in is that we get paid a wage, especially while starting, because that's the big thing is trying to get your clientele up. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. That's another hard bit of the whole industry because I know barbers that have actually gone out of the industry because of that. Yeah. And it's like I can't afford to like people have got kids and lives to pay for. So. Hundred yeah. percent. Cool. So I suppose. I mean, it's it is. It's frustrating because everyone I speak to thinks exactly the same. Yeah. It's not like nobody will go, oh, no, I don't think of barbering like that. Literally everyone is saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing which we are pushing for to change in the industry is that the pay rates, the price of a haircut and whatnot. Um, it's crazy. Like we, we're equivalent to a Cert 3 carpenter, Cert 3 yeah. electrical, like whatever. It's a trade qual. Um, so yeah, I don't see why we shouldn't be, well, you guys shouldn't be getting paid that much. So yeah, that's one thing which we want to kind of push towards. But again, the mental health side of it is crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting topic. I'm, I know it's a podcast, but we could talk about that for (laughs) literally hours. So yeah, I know, but we'll, we'll change the subject up. Um, so what's next for Ruby? I don't know. I've been given it like some pretty cool opportunities like i've got an opportunity to possibly go down to melbourne with that guy that i was telling yep. you about he's like one of the main trainers for anders and he's been looking at getting me down into his shop to work down there and train me and all that so that's a avenue i can always go down but i sort of want to wait until the new year before i decide what i'm going to do but i can also go over to america because like one of the guys i know he's going over and he's like i'll get you a job over there so it's just that'd be awesome yeah rolling the dice at the moment and see wherever sort of fits the best love it i mean the best thing is again like I say about the industry, there's so many options. Yeah. Like we get messages every single day. Um, literally, have you got any barbers? Have you got any barbers? Have you got any barbers? We need barbers. We need barbers. We need barbers. And the best thing about the qual is you can take it anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. So literally. yeah, it's um, it's a really cool qual. All right, cool. Should yeah. we end it on my favorite part of the podcast? Yeah, go on, go All on. All right, cool. So this is the part which I kind of want to do in every single podcast. And I know I put Ruby on the spot, but I did give her a little bit of notice. Yeah, so, um, what we like to do is ask for um, whoever I am interviewing. Their five, probably, I'm going to say favourite songs, but it could be best songs. It could be just the day that it's like, boom, all right, yeah, these so five this, yeah, songs. Yeah, when you ask me, I'm like, exactly. there's so many different ways that you could think about this. Exactly. But I was just like, what's the most iconic like sort of songs <laughs> in my head that I really enjoy? So my first one's Dang by Mac Miller, naturally, because Mac Miller's my one and true love. <laughs> um, Lake of Fire by Nirvana, even though it's not originally their song, they actually covered it, but I've got it tattooed on my wrist, so I was like, naturally, I have to have that one as well. Um, I really like Goodbye by Russ. I've only just found Russ. Everyone's been obsessed with Russ for, like, ages, and I only just found him. Yeah, I'm nice. late to the game. But that Goodbye song is so good. Um, Fall Apart by Post Malone, because when I went and saw him live, I cried to that song. And I think cried. everyone cried to that I've song. I've never cried whenever <laughs> I've been, like, to any concert or anything, never cried. But I went and saw MGK, and I love MGK, and I didn't even cry. But as soon as he played that, I was in tears, and my friend was like, are you okay? Interesting, I love <laughs> yeah. that. He's like, are you I'm right? fine, I'm fine. I was, like, I'm screaming. Fine. I was like, I love this song. <laughs> um, and then the last one, I had to choose it. Well, I, did, I love the song anyway, but Neurosis by Rumours, because I was in their film clip. So yeah, if that's you haven't sick. seen it, go look at it. That's <laughs> good. I'm, I'm I know. That's the best plug ever. I know, I love it. Alright, cool. I'm gonna do my favourite, which is outrageous because I haven't even thought about this. Um Alright, cool, let's go um Boys to Men, Bended Knee. Again, shout out Rob. 
this <laughs> again it was like it was literally memories. boys to men and we watched them live in the casino as well which mm-hmm. you know how you were saying like oh yeah i cried for that song i think the whole time we were literally just like i want to throw my pants at the guys <laughs> on the stage <laughs> it was ridiculous wanye shout out to wanye he'll definitely be watching this That's but so incredible um who else am i thinking michael buble's probably got to be up there but which song well, I feel um, like this is a very Welsh playlist. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> Michael Bublé. <laughs> I know. Michael Bublé, because I've seen him live so many times as well. But, geez, to narrow down the song. Um, let me get back to the Michael Bublé one. Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. Yeah, oh, um, that's iconic, that song. Yeah. And when I went to New York as well, with two of my mates, I sang that on karaoke, which was great. And I felt like, oh my God, this is the best <laughs> thing ever. So good. I was like, I am Frank Sinatra. Um, Nirvana Polly. Yep, yep. So that's definitely one as well. I should probably do a two-pack one. I was about I? to say, I'm like, you should probably do a two-pack one. Um, oh, should I do a two-pack one? I need to go back to my Michael Bublé one as well. Oh my goodness. It's so much pressure. <laughs> How much pressure is it? That's why I wrote down a list. I know, I should have written a list. Um... Let's go. Well, actually, I don't even know if I na- know the name of a Michael Michael Bublé. There's so many, but now I'm thinking maybe I should go really Welsh and go like Stereophonics or Manic Street Preachers. Maybe I'll do that for the next podcast. Um, <laughs> if there is Thank ever one after this, um, let's go two pack changes. Nice, nice. Um, a Michael Bublé. Oh, jeez. Um, let's go. So he does a version of Just the Gigolo, which is amazing. I'll do that. Yeah, that could okay, be my fair. part, right? Fair. All right. Thank you very much for listening in or tuning in or watching or whatever. whatever you um, thank you so much, Rubes, oh, for you. being our first guest. Appreciate you asking. Um, I'm sure there will be more questions which they're like, why didn't you ask Ruby this? So, <laughs> yes, we will bring that on. Also, I can't believe I didn't put Kaiser Chiefs Ruby in the top five songs. Yeah, well, I, that, that song's been my life. Um, yes, I know. My life, yeah. I can imagine. Well, the plan was for me to sing that as we started, but uh, we had some technical issues with my voice. Um, which didn't happen, I just can't sing, uh, so we left that. But yeah, thank you very much, guys. Um, give us any feedback, and yeah, who do you want on next? Bye, sick, perfect, nailed it. <laughs>